This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, what do you say we do a podcast on a Tuesday? Of course, I had the uh, issue all morning saying it was... uh, well, basically Friday, because I like calling last night Thursday night football when it was Monday night. One of those things, uh, as Eddie Scazzeri joins me, Al Dukes is off because he's going to go be an internet star on camera for Mazda or something. I don't know. Uh, so, Eddie, how are you? Hello, podcast people. Do you ever have those issues where you kind of walk around in a fog all day and you really are confused as to what day it is, what month it is, where you are, what you're doing? Yes, uh, it's rare, but it does happen occasionally. So an interesting thing happened um, at the end of the show that I thought we could get into just a little bit, and that was the whole issue of this Bitcoin and the investing. And they asked you if you were in um, in or out to where your response was. You really weren't sure because you have someone that does that for you. And then you also made reference to the fact that your wife has the Venmo and you don't. Yeah. And I do find it interesting. I like to me, it's it's there's nothing wrong with you know your your wife taking care of the finances. I do think that's kind of actually pretty cool, not having to worry about it. But at the same time, it, you don't. It doesn't bother you. To, you don't have a better grasp on what's going on. Well, I mean, I have an idea, but not like a a firm grasp. But I ha- like I have an idea. Like I know we're okay. But uh, yeah, no, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Like for so for instance. I have, I still owe you a little bit of money for doing these podcasts, not this one, but past ones. And I, if you look at my Venmo, it is so easy moving money around to people. It drives me nuts that I can't send you a Venmo. And it's nothing. It takes no time to set it up. Yeah, well, when we set it up, like I tried to do it and then like, I, you know, I was confused about it. And then my wife said, just use mine. I was like, okay. Yeah, but then you don't get your fun money. Yeah, that's true. Which and that's why I refuse to send it to her. I would like to give it to you. The problem is I have to go to a damn ATM machine, and I never do it. Well, but I do appreciate uh, the fact that you do uh, hand me the cash. Um, and uh, I also do appreciate that the nearest ATM, which is convenient, is um, is uh, undesirable at certain times Oof. to uh, to go into. You are not kidding. Now, I remember days walking in here with Al many times, and I would stop and go in there, and he would think I was nuts, and he wouldn't even wait. He would kind of go and wait in the lobby uh, before we'd walk up to the to the studio. And to me, it was not that big a deal. But this notion of people sleeping there is really, I mean, it's a, it's a, if you're Chase, like, compassionately you understand it, but it's also bad for business. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a bad look, and it uh, used to be maybe just during the, the colder days, but it was like uh, all summer. Yeah, and it's continued on into this fall. So we also did some uh, – oh, real quick. So what is your take on this Bitcoin thing? Are you interested in it? Do you find it to be something that's going to be like the dot-com? Where do you think? You're a smart guy. I think there's a 
better chance that it'll be something like the dot com. But then when you just look at currency in general, like what is it? I mean, so this is sort of just an extension of that. Like our our money isn't really backed by anything except faith in the dollar, faith in the government. And historically, you know, coins back in the days of uh, Julius Caesar or the Greek society, what was it? What were they backed by? Now, I guess they were actually made of precious metals back in the, the day, and that had value. But then I was thinking, like, like what does gold do for you? Nothing. You can't eat it. You can't spread it on your crops. You can't make a weapon out of it. You know, or maybe you could, but whatever. You know, get my point. So the whole idea of currency is sort of a weird one. Anyway, once we stopped just trading goods, like I give you a cow and you give me a, a bushel of wheat, you know, right. once we got, you know, which is like tangible, once we got past that, the whole idea of currency is sort of strange if you analyze it. Of which... Many of our guys are these days, including uh, Greg and Al. Um, all right, so I did put out, because I do find this interesting, because aside from just talking about normal topics, I like getting to you with topics you might be interested in. So I did put out like Al does. Just give me a couple of questions for Eddie so we can learn a little bit about you. So this one I need you to ask because I don't even understand what it means, and I assume that it is legit and you seem to be up on this stuff. So uh, be Greg wants to know what your thoughts are on the recently discovered Earth magnetic anomaly. What the hell does that mean? I'm not sure. I haven't read about that. I know there has been uh, talk of uh, is the Earth's man magnetic field getting ready to flip its orientation to the opposite, and that has happened many, many times over history, and they can see that by the way the sort of magnetic ions are oriented in the rocks that they dig up and look at. Um, but I don't know if it's he's talking about the magnetic pole shift, which some people think may be occurring now, um, or is it something else that I, I don't know? Isn't it fascinating how certain things are interesting to certain people, whereas other people find it incredibly boring and, and vice versa? Like what I might be interested in, you couldn't have less interest in. And what you're interested in, I might find boring. It's amazing how different we all are, and yet the same. Yes. Well, I mean, that's sort of the spice of life, I guess. You know, it's uh, different strokes, different folks, and, and on we go. Uh, here's a good one for you. Let's see if you answer this one um, honestly. Andrew would like to know, Eddie, how annoying is Boomer? <laughs> uh, at times, he is annoying, but I am sure... <laughs> I am annoying to him at times. I mean, it's like uh, a, a family. We've all worked closely uh, together for many, many years. We are sort of uh, polar opposites when it comes to a lot of things political and in society. But, um, you know, it's just uh, for me, I don't really get annoyed that easily. So, you know, it's, it's you know, I, I, I don't hold on to it. I let it go. It's. It's ultimately not a big deal, and also I uh, I get to tweak him back, so it all I, works out. And you do, and you take your shot every time you can. I like this one from Vinny. Do you miss Al in the studio, or are you enjoying the alone time to work? No, I, 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 I'm not enjoying it. I totally miss him. I miss uh, our camaraderie. 
uh, together and uh, the way we, we, you know, can work together. And uh, the show, I think, although we're, we're doing fine, the show is not as good with us all scattered. I am not as good a call screener as Al is. Um, I've gotten a little better back, uh, you know, from when we first started. But, um, yeah, I'm not as easy. the best call screener I've ever seen in the business, and I mean that. And um, it just it, screening the calls distracts me from the other things I have to do, which under these circumstances are, are a lot. And then sometimes things fall through the cracks, though, or I make a mistake, and, you know, what are you going to do? We're doing the best we can. It is an odd dynamic because it looks like Al's there with his new backdrop that he has, if you're watching on TV. Yeah. And... I'm here, but I'm not here. Yes, I know. You know, it is strange because even though I'm, you know, 30 feet from them, you know, separated by a wall, and I feel like I'm going to work every day, I very, aside from me playing the clips, I very easily could be in San Francisco. Yeah. Yes, it's really could. nothing different than what we're doing. It really is nuts. Yeah. But when you came back, that, that helped me a lot because it uh, freed me up from downloading and then sure. loading up the cuts and then playing them and following along. So it was a, a big burden off of me uh, having that. You know, when Boomer and now G have come back, it's really not that big a deal. Uh, it's easier certainly to correct mistakes and to, you know, deal with the live reads because they're right here and I can give them eye signals or, you know, just talk into their ear and know they've heard me and are yeah. paying attention. But, uh, you know, there's certain elements with them back uh instead of al handling all the live reads now i am setting it all up before the show so that has actually added some work but uh not that big a deal but uh yeah it's uh i just will be happy when everything is back to normal in about uh, two years i was gonna say when you when you look at the vaccine stuff and i i read a lot of the articles yesterday you've got the one that's coming in at about 90 percent. this new one from moderna was a I want to say it was a group of 15,000 people that were tested. You know, half of them placebo, half of them got the actual vaccine. And they're saying 94.5% effective. If that is the case, and if it goes right to the elderly and the frontline workers and, you know, the doctors and the nurses and the police force and people like that, do you think at that point it regulates itself enough to where I'm not saying masks go away? But at least the numbers are controlled for a short time tour. Because I felt like the summer was pretty pretty normal for the most part, aside from wearing the masks, whereas now it's getting crazy again. Do you think if that is the case and they can roll that out late December, that by February, March, there might be some semblance of normalcy? Not that we'll be all the way back. We won't be. But at least kind of closer to it? I would say uh, push it back until the weather uh, gets uh, warmer. And when in uh, May and June and July, it was was pretty good. Um, And they did predict this uptick in the uh, cases once the cold weather uh, came in, um, because that's just how these things work. Evidently, people more time indoors and all that. Um, But, um, you know, it 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 really I, I would say once we get to the warmer weather, and then we we get to the if we ever are going to have like big events with a lot of people crowding and all that, uh, we'll see what that does and see if it's still controlled and if a majority of people do get the vaccine and we can have concerts again and 
crowded beaches and hell, just walking around the streets of Manhattan. Yeah. I mean, not that our area is like a midtown, but still there was, you know, a lot of people where you could not most of the of your walk, you know, create that six foot separation. Um, so when we get to, you know, the warmer weather and then we'll see if we start having uh, crowds and then to see if we have super spreader. But I, I would not say March. I would say, you know, maybe May, end of April, May. Boy, it's amazing. Uh, from Immortal Swag, if you were offered a free round trip, seriously, to the International Space Station, would you accept? A hundred percent. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm there. Would you really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Well, come on, absolutely. I, don't know, no, I was watching no Apollo question. 13 the other day. The whole notion of getting into a, like, it seems neat. But then when you got to get up there into the into the spacecraft, I don't know, man. Well, yeah. I mean, in terms of the risk, you know, you can, what's the, uh, you know, we've heard the statistics. It's uh, you're more likely to die in your car than you are yeah, to die you know in an what? airplane. The, nah, you know what, though? But the, here's the difference of that. And I know, I know people say that, and I get the whole statistic, blah, 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 blah. In the car, and right or wrong, because if you get hit and blindsided, you have no control over it. I totally get it. Mm -hmm. But every time you get into a car to drive, you feel like you have some sense of control. Even if it's false, at least you feel like you do. And there's a confidence level of what you're doing. You get into a plane, you're powerless. Yes. You just are. And I maybe it's fear more than anything, but it's, just, it's a different sense. You get up in that spacecraft, I mean, Jesus Christ, one thing goes wrong... And you're, you know, space dust. Yes, that's true. And the, and also, you know, car versus plane. If there is an accident in a car, a you have a chance. Like 99% of the time in a plane, you know, especially a big jet, when it, once it gets up, there's no chance. Agreed. So, yes, I understand the differences, but I also, I, I could not pass up that opportunity. Understood. Uh, just one more for you. Let's see. Uh, this is a good one, and this is one I don't think in all the years. Now, I've known you since 1996, basically. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever even asked you this question or even thought about it. Was this your dream job? And if not, what was it? Wow. Okay. Uh, I Honestly, when I went to, uh, you know, I had the, the childhood fantasies of I want to be a policeman. I want to be an uh, astronaut. I want to be a fireman. I want to be this, that. But as seriously, as a as a as a teen uh, and a young adult, I really had no idea. Uh, so when this radio station started, and I started listening, wasn't until my girlfriend, who now my wife of thirty years almost, she said, "Well, why don't you apply for an internship? You you listen so much." So it was only then. And I was whatever the hell I was. I was twenty one, maybe right. when I had the internship. Yeah, um, twenty one, twenty two. It wasn't until then, and I got in here that this was like, wow, this is this is awesome. This is cool. And I was not like a lifelong radio guy. I was a WFAN guy. And for a long, t you know, even as I was working here, I was more of a WFAN person than a just a hardcore radio person, which right. I which I am now. I have become that over the years. But uh, no, this was not um, something that I ever thought about because it didn't really exist, you know, 24-hour sports radio. Sure. And, you know, I wasn't that all 100% enamored with ESPN. I was late. Our family was late to getting cable. 
So I wasn't even there at the early days at ESPN or all that. But um, but now, after having you know lived and seeing more what I like, uh, and all, I would say a dream job for me, if I had to go back and do it again. Although you know you can never do that, and people always assume that you're going to take your current brain and memories with you. Um, but if I could, I would probably go into a field which actually play, pays even less than radio, uh, like forestry, to be uh, a ranger and to work uh, outside in the mountains and lead hikes and, and all that. That would be my dream job. And in retirement, that is something that I could do as sort of a, a volunteer. The, the National Park Service takes volunteers, and so that's something that the wife and I have thought about. I have to take one issue with you, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. Because you do this a lot, and it's it's legit not really true. This notion that radio doesn't pay anything is not true. Well. Now, yeah, your entry-level jobs, there's no doubt. And, you know, maybe you might not get rich beyond your means unless you're Boomer or a couple of others. But I got to tell you, you know, we've been around this business a long time. This has provided a pretty damn good life. Oh yeah, oh, it is, it's fine. Yeah, I have. I couldn't have less complaints but about how I've done so much better than I ever thought I would. Yes, and I do think in your case, and I don't need to go over numbers with you. You could do better if you wanted. Uh, if I was more of a of a person who was like you know yeah who stood up for myself and and sort of demanded raises and all that, but that's just never been my way. Well, but in part two, is you're very comfortable in your life. Yes. Now, early on in the marriage, there, you know, I would say it wasn't until maybe 2005 that, or maybe a little earlier, where I was making enough to where, um, on my own, with just my salary, that my wife's um, income was not needed. But for the first 10, 12 years, you know, if we didn't have her job, she was a computer programmer. Sure, it would have been it would have been tough. Now you add children into that mix, and then it's uh, that's a whole other thing. Now, of course, I could have gone into debt, which many many people do, um, to sort of get by until they can start paying off the debt. But early on, uh, it was it would have been tough with um, just my salary. But with her, and then after a while, we got to a point where she wanted to quit, and we kind of looked at the situation and now it was a little lean for a few years until but I But you were able to do it. Oh for sure, a hundred percent. Yeah. Exactly. And I I say that, but I also see what we pay our part timers and what the starting salaries are and it's um yes not so competitive. But there's a big difference between a starting salary for a twenty year old. Yes. As opposed to what you do as you go on. That is true. So. That is true. No, yes. No, I, I say that all the time. and I, But I do, I base that on the fact that, you know, I know what our part-timers make and what starting salaries are. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, well, I appreciate you sitting in for Al. Yeah, well, thank you. And by the way, I uh, after you said that I was uh, touching the car in front of me, I went out and checked, and yeah, you are correct. Now, I thought it was like my bumper was hitting him, but it's my, the way license my life plate is bent forward yes so yeah so that is touching his but his i i will say tremendous spot did you notice see if i got to say i got a ticket because i've gotten two tickets parking on that block i know it's illegal i get it yeah but i think i've parked i don't know if it's 14 or 15 times i've gotten two tickets i do the math yes it's the same to me it's the same as putting it 
you know, I'm paying the meter, and then I, if I forget, who cares? Right. Of so course. as long as it keeps averaging out to that, I'm happy. You know, I didn't want to be that guy who ran up the block to see and be like, haha, to see if Geo or you got a ticket. Well, I just wanted to see if I was indeed touching because I was like, because I, I did not feel the, like me bumping him when I parked. Yes. You're good. Yes. Well done. Well, thank you for sitting in. You can go after Al for this money, for this podcast, because we do get paid for this, because there's other things we don't, from what I'm told. Yes, and um, he, he already Venmoed me, or my wife. He Venmos your wife, but how, then you don't get it. No, I know. I know. See, I won't do that. I will not do that. And now, unfortunately, Boomer Venmos me when I fill oh. in for Flea. Will you just sign up for a Venmo for Christ's yeah, sake? Yeah, I got to figure that out. It's really not hard, I promise you. Mm. All right, I got to go. All right, see you. Uh, the warm-up show coming up next. That was with Al. And then if you don't mind, Eddie, because I try not to do what everybody else does, and it's yes. not my thing, just right. do the whole see you thing, and then we'll get out of here. See you! What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And Jerry, no guests, no calls, and no real content. Yet I get the sense we'll get through the hour. 5.04 on the good old fan. Arunia Tuesday morning. Al Dukes down the Jersey Shore. What in the hell is up? Good morning, uh, Jerry. I saw the fox again today. So, um, it is that why you aw- couldn't say morning? <laughs> uh, yeah, morning. I got all choked up. <laughs> it did not run away from us this time like I was hoping it would. It uh, looked at us, stared at us. Uh, we stared back, and then it trotted off. All so right. it's not a coyote, though, Jerry. A coyote will eat your dog. Oh, it's a good thing you don't live in Wyoming. And uh, I, Well, I think there's coyotes in New Jersey, believe it or not. Not in Bradley Beach. Not in Bradley Beach, but there are coyotes like in the, in the same areas probably where people see bears in their garbage. Out west, where you used to live. Northwest New Jersey, that's right. Do yeah. you have any bears in Hazlitt? Not that I've ever seen. But it's possible. I don't think so. In the woods. We have no woods. Big bears. They knocked all the woods down for ha- for housing. <laughs> they paved paradise to put up a parking lot, as <laughs> yes, the great did. Joni Mitchell once sang. Yes, they did. And then uh, the Counting Crows covered it so nicely. Jerry. I didn't know that. Did they really? Oh yeah, Counting Crows. I think it was in the uh, on the Shrek soundtrack. I think. No kidding. I know they did it. I don't know if it, I think I it was get on the, the Shrek. sense we'll be coming back from the first break with that. Good call, Jerry. Good call. I'll cue it up. Of course cue you will. Cue it up. <laughs> I had a new segment, I, and I was going to debut right here. I, I, know trying, it's, I know what it's I was, called. I was trying to think what I Here's forgot what, what I was called. Hold on. Go ahead. You go, and this, I'll try to think. This is what I think you were going to come up with. This was going to be your new segment, and this might have been the title. Okay, go ahead. The Bears are boring. Go. <laughs> the Bears are boring. First of all, the Vikings did win last night. Good for Vikings fans like Mr. Geo. Uh, Nick Foles got hurt at the end of that game, so who knows what's going on with their quarterback situation? I guess Mitchell back- Trubisky wasn't even active last night; he was hurt. <laughs> so who was who came in? I, I didn't even see that. I, the guy's name, I will that. get it for you. I, I never heard of him before. The NFL is filled this year with dudes playing quarterback that you've never heard of because everybody gets hurt. Yeah, we all need like teams need now two named quarterbacks. Like yeah. two quarterbacks are what I go. Okay, that's my guy who can. 
play quarterback. Like the Saints team. have a chance because say what you want about Jameis Winston, he's yeah. at least played quarterback in the NFL. I've heard of him. Right. They have a chance. I even know that other dude, Taysom Hill. I feel like well, he sort of is something. That's because you've seen him go out and catch balls. I don't know if balls. he can play quarterback or not. But I think it's going to be Jameis Winston at quarterback, and they're going to keep on keeping on. Did you get the name of this guy from last night yet? No, I thought you were going oh. it. Bears depth chart. Just go to the box score from Justin last night. Because I do think he threw a that. pass. Because he came into the game. They were down by six late. Chicago Bears depth chart. Uh, Tyler Bray. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> That's who was at quarterback like, with them down six with the ball, the chance to win. And he played college football at Tennessee, so he, that's a big time football program. But all these kids, but right, so a lot of these Eddie guys, must know who this is. Doesn't mean was Tyler Bray a starter at Tennessee, Eddie? Perhaps was, a game or two. Then how did he get in the NFL? Because he was a quarterback at Tennessee. Oh, hmm. he does look like a Chicago Bears type quarterback, though, Jerry. He's got like terrible. <laughs> he looks incredibly boring with facial hair, <laughs> which is pretty much every quarterback on the Bears right like, now. You could, if you would have said, "What do you think tonight's game is going to be like?" We could not have described it better. Yeah. You know, if I, now don't look. Oh, I can't okay. tell if you're looking or not. I'm not looking, Jerry. If I asked you right now, I don't cheat for the full game. Mm-hmm. How many yards of offense, running, rushing, Ooh. and passing? How many yards of offense did the Bears have? The Bears. Now they I'm lost nineteen thirteen. Okay, I'm going to say they had uh, 350. Why don't you go a little bit lower? 275. Keep coming down. <laughs> 225. Oh, Jay. a little, a little more. Ooh, did they have Let's, over? How 200? about this? Let's start with a one. Wow, 185. Uh, lower, John. 175. Keep going, my man. The Bears had 165 yards of total offense. And as we continue to play, the Bears are boring. Keep going, Al. 150, Jerry. Do I hear 150? You're still just a tad too much. 145, Jerry. Was it 145? 149. Total yards from they, scrimmage they, yes. offense. Bears. They, I believe they threw for 108 yards and ran oh for 41. Gosh. They scored they a touchdown doing, on a Jerry? kick return. I mean, just nothing. And you know what the best part is? They had their head coach, Matt Nagy. Yeah. Very much like uh, Adam Gase. They mm-hmm. had the offensive coordinator call the plays last night. Oh, yes, I remember that. And so he's, you know, in the post game, we'll play the clips coming up, talking about how at one point he was excited because he was able to go high-five guys now. Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, good Lord. The protocols are you can high-five now? I think if I was the GM of the Bears – just hearing that quote, I might have fired him. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> Dude. Just get out. Him and Adam Gaze, holy moly. And they, and listen, they're 5-5, five and five, which is not terrible, except for the fact they started 5-1. and one. This guy wants to know, Kevin uh, Wigand on uh, Twitter wants to know if Jay Cutler can quarterback the Bears. <laughs> I think he's still looking for he's his available. dog. I know, oh, but his dog, dog still lo- missing? I believe so. I think he's he beloved. saw $10,000 reward the other day. Yeah. So I don't know that he's going to... Abandon that, but he probably could still play. I can tell you what, he could play better than these guys. What about Nick Jeff Foles. George? Is he still out there? That Jeff George sling it. probably is a free agent, yes. I'm sure Let's you get could him get him. in there. He's got to be, what, 50? Jeff he could George. probably still play. What about Jim McMahon? Brett Favre could him? still play. Ooh, How about we run the Brett. gamut on the yes. division? Love it. Right? He was at get Green him. Bay. He was in Minnesota. Let's go to Chicago. I remember now, Jerry, what my, my new segment was going to be called. Okay. It's called Alan Jerry's What's Going On Here. 
So I give you a uh, a statement. Was that Marvin Gaye? What's going on? Who was that? He did what's going on. Yeah. So we could actually start with that maybe next time. Okay. Yeah. So this so this is called what's going on here. I'll I'll say a statement about sports. Then I'll say to you, Jerry. Jerry, what's really going on? Here? Okay, I like it. Okay. Yeah. Sam Darnold is going to miss another game this week versus the Chargers. Jerry, what's going on here? He doesn't want to die on the field. <laughs> it hasn't gone well. No, I I don't know. I thought he would be back it's after weird. the bye. It is weird because the one thing you wanted to see if you're a Jet fan is can he play or not? Yes, we need to know, Jerry, before the Jets take Trevor Lawrence. And I will say this about the last game they played. It was the first time they had all three wide receivers on the field. And it they looked competent, and that was with Mr. Excitement Joe Flacco. I actually yes. was looking forward to seeing Darnold over the next several Me games. Me too. Doesn't mean we won't. We're just not going to see him this Sunday. He's I don't out. know. It's weird, man. It is. A lot of people on Twitter I did notice last night saying Sam Donald would look good in a Bears uniform. So he can, <laughs> he can go bore Chicago. But oh my god, he be he would be perfect there from what we've seen so far. You ever think about uh, now? I'm gonna here. I'm gonna go with you. This, we're gonna turn it right back to you. Ready? Is this a what's going on here? Al, Sam Darnold has been the quarterback of the Jets for just a couple of years. He's still a young kid. He was drafted, what, what top? What was, what was Darnold drafted? Three, two, three, three. I'm going to say he three. He was the number three overall pick in the draft just a couple of years ago, not that long. And yet, we're ready to draft another quarterback. Al, what's going on? What's going on here, Jerry? Well, we haven't seen enough on the field, Jerry, to keep him uh, here with the Jets. <laughs> do you remember? When we, we always were... like the next best thing. But do you remember when we were kids, when you drafted a quarterback? And I know the game's different with the salary cap and the way you pay quarterbacks, I understand. But do you remember when we were kids, the quarterback was always afforded four years. Yeah. You sat for one. You'd get a little bit of playing time in the second, improve in the third, and by year four, all right, now you're ready to go. Now it's... With the seventh draft and the uh, pick in the NFL draft, we take Johnny Jablonski. Game three, he throws two picks. Get rid of him. He sucks. Get him out of here. It's really something. Yeah, you're right. Like uh, Troy Aikman. I remember uh, uh, Peyton Manning. Terrible yeah. first years. Uh, yeah, and Troy Aikman we, didn't even win that game. The Cowboys won this first year. We weren't trying to run them out of town, Jerry. We've lost patience. It's an immediate what-have-you-done-late-for-me-lately world. But I, I do... There is truth to the fact that with the way the salary cap is and with the payment structure, you got to start paying these guys in like year four or five or whatever. So I get it. You need to make a decision sooner rather than later. But Jesus, it is it's remember, quick. It used to it was that way with uh, NFL quarterbacks and with radio talk shows also. Like I remember when Boomer and Carton were first starting in 2007. They were given four years. I went out and immediately bought a condo. I was like, they're going to give the show at least, even if it's terrible, three years. <laughs> But was that the case? Well, they were good right from the start. They were good from the start. But I, but in my head, I thought even if this is terrible and doesn't work, they're going to let it ride for three and years. And you did at least. have reservations about it. Oh yes. Yeah. I have reservations about everything. I have buyer's remorse in every purchase I make. Well, this wasn't a buy. Well, the house was, but not the house was. Yeah. But not you taking the, the job. They came right. to you. You come to me. You come to you. I was a very a, a very coveted producer, Jerry. Yeah, by one. <laughs> I remember Spitz telling all you me. Need. Craig's bringing this guy, whatever. <laughs> we had other guys lined up, and we're, we're forced to take this dude. <laughs> I said, well, don't worry. I know Craig. I listened to Craig in Jersey. It's going to work. Okay, good. Well, that was nice. I would have bought a mansion if I was going to be Craig's producer. Oh, yeah. Very confident. Mm. All right. Good job by you, Jerry. Well, I, listen, I saw I listened to him at WNEW. Mm. I hear McMonagall just bought a house Is out that in right? Westchester. As the Westchester. Carton and Roberts board op, yeah. You know, I've noticed now lots of people 
live one hour away from New York. Yeah, is that all? <laughs> it's like a, you I know, feel like I'm too close. <laughs> yeah, you live way too close being only like 45, I'm, 50 minutes away. Today was 44 minutes. 44 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get out further, Jerry. <laughs> Maybe Bradley Beach. <laughs> further down than Bradley Beach. <laughs> All right, well, listen, we... I loved Brick. Brick, New Jersey? I did. I was, And where we were, we weren't far from the water. It was awesome. Not like you, but it was a five-minute ride to the beach. It was tremendous. And at the same time, you felt like you were just in a regular suburb because you weren't on the coast, right? you know, per se. And that was probably, I want to say, when we were in Queens... That ride was an hour and four minutes, I think. And that was perfect to me. The problem was not being able to stay awake driving home. Yeah, that is tough. The drive-in, not bad at all. No. You're all fired up. You're going to work. Drive-in was always fine. It was getting home. I I really thought, I actually thought when we bought that house that I was going to be there for 30 or 40 years because it was great. The weekends, when when you would leave Manhattan on Friday, not have you back until Monday, I felt like, especially in the summer, I felt like I was on vacation every weekend. Right. But you got to be able to get home safely. I just Googled. It's 24 minutes from my house. Yeah, it's, that's about right. Sure. It's a little bit of a ride. It is. But but where we were wasn't too far off the parkway. So at least I felt like once I got on. Although, you know what I started doing? Because the um, the parkway ride and drive was too much of like a malaise. And I would really struggle just to get home those last 10 minutes. So I, I decided one day I'm going to get off at 98 and I'm going to take 34 the rest of the way home instead of going down to 91. The problem was it worked for a couple days. Day three, I passed out at the traffic light by ShopRite oh, on Route 34. Oh, traffic lights. That's oh, my God. I got a guy honked at me with a big monster. It might have been a Ford truck. I'm not sure, but a big monster truck. He he leaned on that horn so loud at 6.30 in the morning. I think I wet myself. Yeah. <laughs> but I was out, like passed out at the light. Yeah, that's no good, Jerry. You can't no. do that. No, I think that was the day I went home and told my wife we got to go. We're moving. Yeah, and we did. I think we put the house up for sale the next week. Hmm. Look at you. You guys. When you guys make a decision, Jerry, you go for it. I do try to be relatively decisive on things. All right. I mean, hell, <laughs> I think my history of cars has shown that. Right. You don't like a car, you move on from it immediately. Return it. <laughs> yep. That is true. No buyer's remorse. Just get another one. Just get another. Just return this and uh, turn it in for a new one. That is the difference between me and you. If you buy a car that you don't like, you're like, oh, I'm stuck with this thing for six years. Right. I don't like the car. Eh, six days later, let's get another one. Yeah, I will ride it out. I know you <laughs> I know you will. I can't ride it out. Because then you know why? This is what doesn't make sense about you now. You love the Marie Kondo or whatever her name is. Marie if Kondo, that car yeah. isn't bringing you joy... Get rid of it. Right. If it doesn't spark joy, you get rid of it. You thank the car for its service to you, and then you get rid of it. Now, in a case like that, I happen to agree, because you you live so much of your time in the car with where you we do. work. You got to like your car. Right. That's for most people in the tri-state area, because even if they're relatively close, uh, you know, and you're driving in drive time home and back, that's a lot of hours a week in your car. Yeah. You could be four miles it. away in Brooklyn. Take an hour and a half to get here. You better love it, Jerry. I agree. All right. Um, I love the fact that we've gotten through the first segment quickly. Uh, we do have to take a quick break, though. When and we then... get back, Jerry, I want to ask you something about collapsed lungs. Okay. Which Drew Brees has. Yeah, him and Don Imus. That's what I know about collapsed Imus lungs. Imus had a collapsed lung? Uh, a couple times. He did a show. Uh, you know what? On the other side, we'll do this as part of the Drew, the Drew Brees conversation. Uh, Boomer and Geo at 6. This portion of the warm-up show is sponsored by 877-8-ABUSE. Back in a moment on The Fan. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Alan Jerry, this is the new normal. All right, 523. Nice to have you with us on a Tuesday, week 10 in the NFL in the books as we got bored to tears by the Bears last night. Vikings win, good for G. Now, before the break, Al wanted to play a game about collapsed lungs. I don't know how you play a game about that, but go for it. Give it a try. I'm not sure it's a game, Jerry, but uh, Drew Brees has a collapsed lung. I had a question about, because I've heard this term collapsed lung yeah. before, and in my vision, our lungs are filled with air. And when someone says they have a collapsed lung, I picture someone's one of their lungs, one of their two lungs, completely flattening out with no air in it. Right. Which I've Googled collapsed lung, and that's not what a collapsed lung is. What is it? Because I have no idea other than when I had it. This says a collapsed lung happens when air enters the space between the lung and the chest wall. So it's like air in between, not oh. not the lung itself collapsing, but there being air on the outside portion of the lung between the lung and the chest. Sounds okay. painful. It sounds very painful. That's what so happens I'm when you have a collapsed lung? 300-pound guy fall on top of you. Um, and by the way, five fractured ribs, two for Drew Brees. It's not just a collapsed lung. Yeah, in addition to. Uh, yes, I'm has had a collapsed lung, and if I remember correctly, even did shows from his hospital bed on a telephone. Oh, that must have sounded awesome. It wa- Well, it was and it wasn't. It sounded terrible, but because of the nature of that show, you know, Bernie and Lou and Charles would basically mock him as he was almost near death. And then, you know, the people that he would kill when he would interview them, they would call in and mock him. <laughs> so yeah, there Jerry, were parts I, of it that were very funny. If I get a collapsed lung, I'm not coming in. You're and kidding me. I'm not me. doing shows from my hospital bed either. If you have an ingrown toenail at this point, you're not coming in. Well, that's why. Well, Could I've been be coronavirus. Banned. I've been banned from coming in, unfortunately, Jerry. Banned. They banned me. I'm trying to get through the borders. They won't let me go on the bridges. They won't let me through the tunnels. Yeah. They go, where are you going? Who will you be near? How many feet apart will you be? What will your mask situation be sure, like? Sure, I hear you. I mean, is there a temporal thermometer there to check you when you walk in? There is. Yes. Is there an exergen temporal no, we have a, thermometer? We have, we have a, a facial scanner downstairs yeah. as soon as you walk in. Very accurate, by the way. Where did they get that? Like, imagine, like they. It's an iPad. Oh, really? Yeah. It's an app. It's. It must be. It's or an, an iPad? And they have them. They have a couple of them downstairs. Yeah. I see. I would say this. I would put. I said that again. I would put a big piece of plexiglass between you and Eddie, mm-hmm. and then I would move your chair over slightly, and you're 100 percent six feet apart. And I'd leave the door open. Well, plexiglass doesn't do anything unless you go from uh, ceiling to floor. Yeah, no, no, I know. I would you know, go. So I would go high plexiglass right in between the two years. I'd keep the door open for circulation, okay. and I would put your chair on the other side of the uh, table. How would Eddie get out of his plexiglass to go like go to the bathroom or get a coffee? He'd be fine. No, I'm saying, how does he? D- is there a door on this plexiglass that he could enter and exit? Oh uh, no, it wouldn't go down to the ground. It would go from you know the table up. Table up. Yeah, so and, the germs and, couldn't go underneath. And he'd have to wear a mask. Okay. 
I'm in. They will not allow it. No, no, I know. I'm well aware. Eddie would allow it. I would allow it. They told me they're not letting Eddie make that decision. They're being safe rather than sorry, and that is not a bad thing. That that is their call. Not I mean, I'm not Eddie's even allowed call. in here yet, technically. Is, yes, exactly. I mean, I'm in. I, well, I'm. What was my studio? And let's be honest. I mean, there was no one else in that studio. Has it become yeah. the you know Carton and Roberts studio? Mm-hmm. And now I can't find my Rutgers banner. Oh yeah, that's Craig gone. Mentioned that he did some. Redecorating. Yes, he covered up Mike's uh, Mike's plaque with my jersey, so I took that down. You're not okay. having my jersey to cover your plaque anymore. I think your Rutgers flag has been moved to the Boomer and Geo studio. I okay. think I was I think I was alerted to that last night. All right. Well, that's not here. Um, so Jerry so yeah. Sean Sean Payton is not naming a quarterback yet. It's until James late in the week. He wouldn't well, he even comment that. on Breeze. This guy's not saying anything. Let me ask you this. Serious question. All right. If you were the Jets, now let's say Drew Brees, I mean, he's, we're assuming these reports are correct. He's how old? 41? Drew Brees, yeah, old fella. Am am I right about that? He's in his late 30s. He's 40, isn't he? I'll Google that. He doesn't have a ton of time left, you wouldn't think, at this level. Would you agree with that? One lung right now. Okay. If you were the Jets, he's 41. He's 41. Would you throw at them. I, was, I don't know why I was thinking about this. I sound like Evan. I was thinking about this driving in, which I was. <laughs> I know. Sad, right? Sad. Would you offer the Saints their, the Jets' first-round pick next year, not this year, next year, and like another second-round pick the following year for Sean Payton? For Sean Payton, yes. I thought you were going to say for Drew Brees. I don't like no, old no, no, quarterbacks. No, no, no. For Sean Payton. Sean Payton, yes. This year's number one pick is, uh, that's, uh, no, that's off the table. Off the table, sir. But you can have a one and a two. You got a one and a two. <laughs> I'll even throw in a three and the and four, five, three. six. <laughs> but I'm serious. I would offer them a one and a second round pick the following year. Yes. Because I think he's that important. Agreed. It's interesting. Let's do it, Jerry. Who do we talk to? And send him Sam Darnold, and then you can draft Trevor Lawrence. There you go. And we'll throw in Sam Darnold. How about that? I, like I think it. I just fixed the Jets' problems. So the Saints play the Falcons next. So um, Jameis Winston will be throwing picks to the Falcons this <laughs> Well, he didn't throw any this it's past week. week. He was 6 of 10 for 63 yards. Yeah, but he only threw 10 passes, right? How many does he have to throw to throw picks? 30. <laughs> but, you know, I would take one out of every 30. <laughs> Although I'm with the uh, what uh, they say. Uh, Bill Parcells used to say to Phil Sims that if you don't throw three picks, you're, you're, you're not, not trying. You're not trying. I I do. I have no problem with quarterback like Jameis Winston winging the ball all over the place, and you throw a couple picks. That's part of that's Dep- part of what happens. You're right, except it depends on where and how it happens. For instance, last night the Bears get that fumble on the first drive, and then Foles turns around. Now, granted, the ball was tipped, but it was a bad throw, which is why it was tipped. The receiver couldn't get all the way up to catch it. It was off his fingertips. You got the momentum to start the game, good field position, boom, you give it right back to them, and they have the ball right where they started. Yeah. You know, so I agree. Like, to me, you throw an intercept, like, for instance, third and, you know, 11 from your own 22-yard line, and you get picked off at the opposing team's 35. Who cares? That's like a punt, and you're taking a shot. But I don't need to see interceptions when it's third and goal from the five and a field goal is locked up in a tight game and you just give the ball away. That's trying too hard and that's stupid. Right. Makes sense? Makes sense to me, Jerry. 
Thanksgiving has been ruined already, as we know from coronavirus. You're not allowed to see your family or eat turkey or stuffing or potatoes. Ruined my cornhole league, too. Ruined your cornhole league. We got suspended yesterday. Oh, the Lions, Jerry, will not have fans at Thanksgiving game. So what? That's one of the traditions. You sit down, you watch watch the the Lions. But there's no fans in the stands. Who cares? You're not going to know that signs. on TV. Thanksgiving. You won't even know on TV. That's I'm going to feel it. That has been the, no, you won't. That's been the beauty of the NFL this year is you're watching a game. It looks the same. As long as they don't pan to the empty seats, yeah. you have no idea that there's no one there watching on TV. They should pan and go, I don't know what's going on, but nobody <laughs> came to the game today. It must now, be a Thanksgiving. Now, is that a Buck and Aikman game or is that the CBS game? Is that a Nansen Romo game? I'm going to say the Because I don't know who they're playing. The Just Google playing it. I'm going to Google so it that right must now. be a CBS game, I'll Lions bet. schedule. That's got to be CBS. Let's see. We got uh, Sunday, Thursday, 11-26. Is that Thanksgiving? Let's go with that. Texans? <laughs> that wow. sounds like a fun game. Let's get rid of that. Why not just bring the... We should just have Bears-Texans play at noon. <laughs> that is on CBS. So that's the game that Romo wow. and Nance will have. Hey, Jim, where is everybody? <laughs> Watch for a sweep play here, Jim. Now, there will be fans in Dallas, as we know. Oh, that's cool. They were up to their last home game against the Steelers had 32,000. It was the most uh, most fan attendance this season. Do you know off the top of your head who the Cowboys have Thanksgiving? I believe Washington. Yes, correct. Good job, Jerry. Washington football team. Yeah. With Alex Smith. Yeah. Quarterbacking. And 32,000 fans. And 32,000 of his best friends. Andy Reid, Jerry, is pissed off at the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, so what did they do? So they they took a lap around the stadium or something? When the Raiders beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium, the uh, Raiders bus took a victory lap around Arrowhead Stadium. It's a little premature, don't you think? A little premature. Andy Reid did not appreciate it. I would think the victory lap has to be after you win the AFC championship game. Yes, totally agree, Jerry. I don't know that winning a game in October mm-hmm. makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Can you imagine Andy Reid's not all that fiery, but yeah. if he's pissed about this, can you imagine if the Chiefs get the Raiders in the divisional round of the playoffs? They well, might beat them by 60. They get the Raiders this Sunday night. Yeah, but that to me doesn't mean anything. Oh, it means something to me because no, I know Andy Reid is going to rub it in. It's good. Well, maybe, but to and me, it's, it's in Raiderland when it's important in and the then playoffs. Andy, and then Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are going to drive their bus all around Las Vegas, doing a victory lap down whatever that main strip is—the Strip in the Vegas. Strip. Yeah, the Las Vegas Strip. Oh, and if they're smart, they'd probably be able to charge like thirty bucks ahead to get on the bus with them. I don't even know what the point spread is on this game, but I would 100% take the Chiefs no matter what the point spread is, just because they're ticked mm. off. They're good. Then you know what your one win will be this week. <laughs> were you yeah. one in four again last I week? I was. Or you were. Is it incredible? So in it 10 weeks, incredible. you've been one in four eight times? I believe eight times, yeah. And and for the most part, in those one in four weeks, my only win is I pick you know the Giants and Jets. It's one of those games. Yeah. It's unbelievable. You're consistent, consistently terrible, but you're consistent. The Chiefs are uh, six and a half, are favored by six and a half. That's now, nothing. Now, I get the Andy sense Reed's if they were favored take. by 16 and a half, you'd take them. I would because Andy Reid is furious. And there when Andy Reid is mad, that means Patrick Mahomes is mad, Travis Kelsey's mad, other guys on the team are mad that I can't remember their names. 
Le'Veon Bell is pissed. Le'Veon Bell is ticked off. <laughs> They're gonna be riding buses all around Las Vegas. That Jerry. is interesting. Yeah, you know what? I might. I would go in with you on that one. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Yeah, all right, we gotta that's take a big one. Quick break. We have more to do, and then we'll get you to Boomer and Geo top of the hour. This portion of the warm-up show is sponsored by Burlington Stores. Burlington Deals are here to make it make he- help. Hmm. I'm going to start over. Love Burlington Three, two, one. Hey, Boomer and Geo coming up at 6 o'clock. It's the warm-up show. Until then, this portion of the warm-up show is sponsored by Burlington Stores. Burlington deals are here to help make it the most comfortable time of the year. Shop amazing prices on blankets, sweaters, hats, gloves, and more. Save up to 60% off other retailers' prices every day. Burlington, love the deals. And I like that a lot better than the first attempt. We're coming right back. Al and Jerry, social distancing before it was cool. Here's paving uh, paradise for a parking lot. You know, maybe I have heard this. Yeah, this was on the radio nonstop. Yeah, because I always think of the original, but I definitely have heard this one. You're right, this version. Now, when I when I Googled this, Jerry, a Bob Dylan version came up. Would you like to t- test that out? Oh, Jesus. Um, I love Bob Dylan. This is going to be terrible. Let's see. Oh! Let me fast forward. <laughs> oh God! Come on! They can actually understand them. Yeah, I don't mind it. Not bad. That's uh, all right. Yeah. Put up a pot. You know what song always boggled my mind from Bob Dylan? Based on what we know from listening to him and his previous albums. The song Lay Lady Lay. Lay Lady Lay. Where did that voice come from? Lay across my big brass bed. Like, honestly. Lady Lay. And if you think about all the other songs he's done, he's never sounded like that in any other song. Right. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that, Jerry. It's a little muffled. It's a little... I'm trying to play it. Of course, it won't play. What's going going on here, Jerry? I don't know. Can't help Uh, you. It's going to play randomly now for no reason. Um... I downloaded something yesterday, Jerry, which I'm which I'm trying to alert the audience to. Porn? Uh, no, not porn. <laughs> you know the ring doorbell. Yes. People have these ring doorbells, and if someone tries to steal your packages or break into your house, it shows up on video and gives you an alert and says someone's trying to break into your house. Well, there's another uh, app through Ring called Ring Neighbors, which I downloaded yesterday, even though I don't have Ring because I'm in a condo complex. But what it does is people that have a ring doorbell in your neighborhood, if there's something that shows up on their ring doorbell, they can post it there for you all to see, to see like, hey, found this on my ring doorbell today. Somebody tried to steal my Amazon package. Here's a video of the person. And then you spread it around the neighborhood for the neighborhood to look out for the person. Love it. Is that something you'd be interested no, in? No. Why? I don't have time. I don't, you don't look, have time. I don't look at the apps on my phone as it is. You have no time to know if someone's breaking into homes in your area? I, I would think you'd be very interested. I have plenty of people that tell me when stuff like that happens. Hmm. I'm so not going to sit there ring. and just peruse ring doorbell videos. No, no, you don't peruse. When when something happens, someone will post it and you'll get an alert that something happens. Like, I didn't get any alerts at all yesterday. Okay. There was nothing. There was no waste of time. Did that go by geography, or is it just it goes random? by? Yeah, you put in uh, whatever address you want to put in for yourself. And if you're it, tell, I'll, 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 if you're telling me mm-hmm. that I get an alert 
Yeah, an alert. Then yes. If you're telling me that I got to go oh. into the app and search, then no. <laughs> Lady Lay is just playing now <laughs> from when I hit play before. Well, that's not too bad of a delay. It's <laughs> like 20 minutes. Here's your voice, Jerry. Lay, Lady Lay. Yeah, I do like this one. Oh, it's it's great, but it's not Bob Dylan, even though it is. And it's actually a pretty good voice. There's a great Lay Lady Until Lay the break of day. where he did here live with the band. Listen to this one. This one really rocks. Come on. That's him? Yeah. Spit. Boy, he's got so many different inflections and voices. What do you think that means, Lay Lady Lay? <laughs> I don't know, Al. On lay a bed? across my big brass bed. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> good, though. Let me ask I you. I wish I could write lyrics. Remember the band James? James, yeah. They did the song Laid. What do you think that song meant, Al? Well, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> yes. And lay, yet, lady, when lay. you listen to those lyrics, we mm-hmm. used to play that song, and I guess they still play it on the radio all the they time. They do, yeah. Like, holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> those They're are some. paying attention. Uh, well, I mean, I think you can say that about a lot of songs. But going back to your point, if you're telling me this thing gives me an alert, Mm-hmm. That I don't have to go into it and you search. Don't have to go into it. Then I like it. An alert. Okay. Well, I did get you know, of course, once I I tweeted about it yesterday, people were telling me all it is is that people in the neighborhoods. You could also post on there where where you think crimes are being committed. So it's a lot of people thinking there's gunshots when it's fireworks. But that, but that's fine too, as long as yeah. it's an alert and it's, it's not. Alert. Oh, let me spend ten minutes going no. through videos. That I have no interest in. Nope. That's no, why like do I don't. That, Jerry. I don't do the 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 Instagram or the the TikTok stuff or I whatever. TikTok. But you give me an alert, now I'm in. Now you're interested. Like I get my alert for our video. We don't have Ring. We have another one. So I get the alert, and it always usually turns out to be deer walking across the right. uh, the steps. Yeah, exactly. But you're interested. You like to know the deer are roaming around your yes, front lawn. But I don't usually just sit there and stare at my camera all day. That would be boring. Right. That would be boring. Right. What else do I have here, Jerry? Oh, the NCAA basketball tournament they say they want to move the entire thing to indianapolis this one's tricky for me why is that because the way i understand it assuming this happens Mm -hmm. from what i read is once you enter you cannot leave until the team's done okay why don't you like about that no it's not that i don't like it i said it's tricky for me because let's say i'm with rutgers and let's say they win they win on thursday and then let's say they win on saturday well, they're probably not going to play again until the following Thursday. Ooh. I can't leave. Now you can't leave. Now, I guess the good part of this is we've per- perfected the Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> right, and you could be from Indianapolis. That yes. would be cool. Which I, th- which I do think is cool, actually. And if I could find a cool backdrop, I think would be visually co- neat. I, I do. I agree with yeah. you. But it is like, ugh, okay. Like, what if they win a couple games? I'm stuck there for an extra week. I have this green screen here. I could be in Indianapolis today. Yes, you could. Downtown Indy. Yes, you could. That is true. You know, it's funny. I did a Zoom call with Steve Peichel last night, and I was actually going to put the backdrop of the rack behind me because that was an option. Um, but I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to try and fool anybody. Hey, Al, as backdrops, can you mm-hmm. do a, a moving image or just a static image? I, I think just a static image. That would be awesome if you could do a moving image like and have the, the waves behind you. Or just like the latest, the, the last Rutgers game playing behind you. That would be cool, too. That yeah, would be cool. I, it's a good question, but I don't. I think it's just the still images from what I have. Right. Well, let's get on that technology. 
Now, I also saw that Rick Pitino says he wants the tournament to start in May, not March. Well, he wants the whole season pushed back. But, and I understand his point because there are a lot of schools that have paused activities. But here's why I think he's wrong. You're going to have most college campuses, if not all of them, empty in about a week because the kids leave for Thanksgiving break and in most cases don't come back now until January. Now there are, you know, because I believe what's happening is even for the colleges that still have kids on campus, when they go home for, and this is my nephew too, they're going home for Thanksgiving and instead of coming back for a couple of weeks, they're basically going virtual for a week or two and then they're off for Christmas and New Year's and they don't go back until like the end of January. Hmm. So if you want to push the season back, I kind of understand, but at the same point, I think you'd be wasting a lot of time where your team is isolated like they are every year. This is nothing unusual during the holiday break. It's usually the basketball team is there and no one else is there. You're wasting a good opportunity where you can be really safe and do it the right way. And if they do do it in May, and it would be May Madness, that's not copyrighted. Could we sell T-shirts? Uh, well, I would copyright it right now, actually. May Madness. Yeah. I'd be like, you can't. I can sell these because it's not March Madness. That's what they have. You could sell that, yes. Or May you, Madness or, t-shirts. or you could you could apply for the copyright right now for May Madness, yeah. just in case. Oh, and then unless they, unless John Rothstein has it already, right, right. Because he what did he trademark? This is March. Is that what this he, is March? Yeah. Now he needs this. I'm going to do does. this is May. You should go trademark May Madness, and this is May. This is May. Yeah, I I guarantee you, someone has done that already. There's always someone ahead of the game. There they are. They are. Just like always the people that got ahead. Bitcoin at $300. There's right. always people ahead. Now, there's also a lot of people that get ahead of nothing. Right. There's a right. lot of people. They pe- spend, they, they, they get ahead with these things, they purchase them, and they never use them because like no one cares. The guy that clearly trademarked Washington Warriors, <laughs> if you read that article, he also trademarked like 145 yeah. other things. It's a lot of money. Which and costs cash, but then he's going to try to... Hold the Redskins or the Washington football team for ransom and for the new name. And I think he still is because they're the Washington football team, which clearly he didn't think of. Right. Like, what else would have been left? We're just Washington. (laughs) The Washington Monuments. I bet she's got that. Yeah. Frank the Bike Messenger on Twitter says, I always thought Lay Lady Lay. I thought he was saying Lady Elaine. That's not not far off. Lady Elaine. No, it's not bad, except that it's the title of the song. Lady Elaine, lay across my big brass bed. <laughs> it makes sense. It does. <laughs> Who is the late night guy that does that? He does that act where he sings the songs what people think they are. And they're not. Is it James Corden? He is a singer, Jerry. It could be him. I don't watch the late night. Ever since Letterman left NBC, I, I've had him off. I'm, I'm not off. up that late. I'm off of these late night shows. I Letterman. Get to, I get to ten thirty on Friday. I tell my wife I'm going to bed. She's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Why?" Yeah, because <laughs> I've been I, up since two thirty in the morning. I'm done. I try to make it through twenty twenty or Dateline, but that never happens. Which on is Friday what night. ends at eleven. Um, they end at eleven. Yeah, yeah. It's tough when you get up. Very at tough. Th- Saturday's no issue. It's Friday is the Friday's a problem, especially if I don't. Although. Some Fridays I will take a solid hour, hour and a half nap after work because I know I'm not going to bed early if I can, mm-hmm. if I got plans. But no plans out by 1030. Jerry David Segal Drums on Twitter says, Bob Dylan sounds different on Lay Lady Lay because he stopped smoking at that point and then really? started up again. Lay, lay, that lay. different? 
Yeah. He was afraid to get collapsed lung, so he stopped. So then what happened after? He picked up smoking again? And he's like, you know what? Smoking is cool. Let me do that again. Aye, aye. I don't lay, know how lady, cool lay. it is, but man. It looks cool, but it's very bad for you. Uh, yes, I would agree with and that. And now when you, it doesn't look cool now. It used to look cool like in the 70s and 80s. It almost looks bizarre now. Yeah, it looks like what this person is blatantly destroying their health. Yeah. Especially with the and then the vaping is just as bad. Probably yep. could even be worse. I don't know, worse. and I don't think we know yet. But at least you see that, and you don't think anything of it. The smoking is like I so I did pass. I love when this happens, and we've we've passed them before too. I was at a traffic light yesterday, and there was a woman, I don't know, sixties, I want to say, and she was smoking with the windows up. Oh <laughs> God, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> she wants to get all the flavor, Jerry. All oh my God, have you? But have you ever been in country. a car with someone that have done has done that? Um, it's suffocating. Yeah, my dad used to smoke when we were kids. But not with the windows up. Well, the one time when we went to Great Adventure in the safari, you had to do the windows up because the monkeys would would, sh- would uh, just jump in your bank seat. Yeah. He probably had a cigarette then. Well, you know what? I guess it's no worse than being on the plane like years and years ago. Right. When you had the small little ashtrays <laughs> in the arm handle. Oh, my God. That's a six-hour flight to California. You don't mind if I smoke this pack of Marlboro Reds, do you? Can you imagine when the door opened, <laughs> all the smoke that came <laughs> plumbing out? Everyone used to just must must have just smelled like smoke at all times, yeah. like in the 70s. Nasty. In 80s, oh, yeah. Oh, disgusting. Everyone all right. smelled like cigs. we got to take our final break, and then we'll get you Boomer and Geo. Al left a special story for you, though, on the other side of this break, and then Boomer and Geo at the top. Uh, right now, a Radio.com Sportsman with Amy Lawrence. The beard to Brooklyn? Hmm, we'll see. Interesting. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes till we get you to the top. The uh, Vikings did win last night. I am reading from our guy, Mike Dingman, on uh, Twitter. That Dylan did a duet with Barbara Streisand? Oh, with uh, her in mind. Never mind. With her in mind. Yes. Never mind. Sorry. Lay, lady, lay. Got it. My bad. Lay, that would have been interesting. Lay. Yeah, that would have been an odd pairing. Barbara Streisand and uh, Bob Dylan, A Star is Born. Is she still going, Barbara Streisand? She is, yes. She still she performs, still, huh? She was still in, the, in an incredibly high ticket prices. It was crazy. Oh, I remember. Right. Got the it. The last time she went on a on a tour. That's amazing. It really like she is. Doesn't, she doesn't do it often, and her audience is older, more affluent, and they can pay up. I did see Dave yes. Grohl basically say when the concerts come back, it is going to rock. <laughs> He's going to rock it out. Well, yeah. And I like how someone reminded us that uh, I said 2020 was going to be the year of the concert. Yes. Well. <laughs> you were all excited. Uh, Who knew? <laughs> earlier, in the, earlier in the year, like February, you were like 2020, summer 2020. I'm yeah. A bunch of concerts. I was excited. I wanted to go see concert after concert this yeah. year. And, well, that didn't happen. I did get to did. one. I saw Billy Joel in February. Right before the coronavirus hit? Yeah, yes. That was it. <laughs> we had uh, Gina and I had tickets for the Go-Go's at the Stone Pony Summer Stage that got canceled July 4th weekend. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> I'm sure it would have. And I'm sure it was sold out, wasn't it? It was. The man is fascinating. A band from the 80s that hasn't yes. put out new music in forever, nope. and they can still sell out. Oh, yeah. How many people that place hold? For uh, a couple out, thousand? Outdoors, I think 4,500. Wow. That's actually yeah. a bigger number than I expected. Yeah. Where do you park? Wake up and drive to work with Boomerang Geo and Jerry Recco, morning 6 to 10.